Okay, so uh, here's, here's the thing with, with Janice and I. Um, so around the time that we first joined Lionheart, which was about three years ago, around the time we got married, and Otha was actually referred to us as, our, as a uh, premarital counselor, and that's how we were introduced to Lionheart. Uh, Janice and I got into real estate and, uh, you know, investment real estate. And, uh, you know, we were learning how to do it, and we started making money with it. And, um, you know, we weren't really as diligent with it at that time. We are maybe working like 20 to 30 hours a week. Um, and, uh, but we are making between like, you know, three and $7,000 a month, you know, like barely doing anything, right? <laughs> and, and so we were able to pay all our bills. And, you know, of course, at that time, I was also just coming out from under my parents, um, and, uh, my, my parents cut me off. <laughs> um, you know, they, they made a lot of money, but they cut me off. And, and so I was learning how to, uh, manage money, uh, for the first time. Uh, and I didn't just have an unlimited credit card, um, which I did before to just buy, eat out and, and fill my gas, you know, my tank. Um, and so, uh, after we first started, you know, out on our own, uh, after we got married and we started making money, I, uh, I, it was my fault. I, I was, I realized afterwards, retrospectively, after looking at the numbers, um, I was, we were spending $1,500 a month eating out and about $1,800 between 15 and $2,000 a month, uh, at Whole Foods. Every month, <laughs> not sustainable. <laughs> uh, yeah, clothes, you know, cars, whatever. But my thing is food. I, I really like food. <laughs> that was my thing. <laughs> Since then, we've learned our lessons and we've gotten a lot better. But uh, anyway, um, uh, at that time, we were, you know, we were we were working it, but not really, and. Uh, when we had opportunity, we did not take advantage of it. I, I did not take advantage of it. And so uh, then on top of the fact that we were make, I was making stupid decisions uh, in terms of not, you know, limiting my spending on food, <laughs> um, you know, we, we went through a period where uh, basically uh, it, it was a period of poverty. Uh, I sold... The car that my parents bought me. Well, I totaled my first car when I was younger, and it was a brand new car. Then my mom uh, scolded me and then bought me another new car. <laughs> and then I sold that one <laughs> and got the money uh, so that, you know, we can at least pay our bills. And then uh, I could, you know, I was, my, my logic was, well, and then we could use this money to, you know, pay our bills and also uh, rent a car and get around and, you know, do some more deals and make more money. And uh, that was really, really stupid. It was so stupid. Um, because then I also wasn't working. <laughs> I wasn't being diligent. Um, and uh, so I was very lazy. And the laziness was a result of um, a lack of vision, which was a result of a lack of defined purpose, meaningful purpose. That was the, that was the root of it. Um, and And then also simultaneously uh, on top of the laziness, which was result of lack of vision, which was a result of a lack of purpose, I was also living in sin. 
um, at that time, uh, I was uh, in the form of masturbation. I was conform, you know, uh, committing adultery against you know Janice, uh, and uh, I was living in sin, and that was also a result of a lack of vision, which was a result of a lack of purpose, and uh, also extreme selfishness, and um, and. One day God told us both at the same time, uh, have children. And so, um, you know, we tried that very day. And, uh, uh, and then Janice became pregnant with... God told me. <laughs> he told me he, through dreams. Me, he gave me dreams. He gave Janice dreams. <laughs> A stranger. A stranger told me. <laughs> that the enemy was coming and then I left that door open. <laughs> and and so I ignored it. I ignored it. And later, after it happened, after she passed away, after Janice miscarried, we were we were in the living room of two older, you know, older couple. You know, they're friends of ours, and they, you know, operate in, in, uh, at a high level in the prophetic. And, and they didn't know, but they... But God, God showed me. It was because of that that she died. <laughs> And so, after that, I, um, so, you know, after that, I, I learned three crucial lessons. Um, and they're actually all rooted in purpose, having clear purpose that was given to you by God, because there's only, you, you have, you have purpose that God Oh, uh, so, the cru- one of the crucial lessons that I learned was that when you have opportunities to take maximum advantage of them. And another crucial lesson was that uh, things are literally, literally more expensive when you have less money. Um, as in, uh, groceries are more expensive when you're always getting them from Kroger rather than being able to afford 
to pay $50 for a Costco membership, which then you could get in bulk and then save money, right? Or like, you know, uh, these massive track home builders like D.R. Horton's able to build, you know, $40 a square foot, whereas, you know, smaller builders, uh, medium-sized builders, they pay $70 a square foot. So they can't compete at all with, you know, these big companies. This is another lesson that I learned. Um, and uh, And then also just absolutely being able to clearly define your purpose. Otherwise, I, you will die or, or you will kill people or you will cause them to die. So I, I realize now, and this is the other thing. God actually told me afterwards, and this was very healing what he told me, um, and then he backed it up with scripture. He said, "I now Samantha. Samantha was called to business, and Isaiah is called to music. So God revealed that to us. Samantha was called to business, and God actually <laughs> he, told me <laughs> that Samantha's mantle of business was, I'm also called to business. Samantha's mantle of business was given to me, and now I have a double portion, double double an anointing and, and mantle for business. And that basically everything that I would achieve, that she would also have the reward for it. <laughs> and he, he backed it up. One with Solomon, even though he was in sin, God said, for David, your father David's sake, you'll not lose your kingdom. You'll not lose your position as king until, you know, your line, your, your, your descendants will not be king anymore, um, but you're, you know, at least until later, but you're, you're, you will not see, you know, all the destruction I'm going to cause on your family until after you pass, for David's sake, your father David's sake. After that, oh, also, uh, another thing was I got over the fear of confronting my mom about telling my grandmother about Janice and I being married because my grandma didn't know. My mom's mom didn't know. And my my mom's thing was, you know, well, obviously she she, she was embarrassed about it uh, because, you know, Janice is not Korean. <laughs> um, and so she did not tell my grandma for like three, two and a half years until Isaiah was born. Uh, I confronted her about it right before. And I said, um, you know, you need, we need to tell, I'm going to tell her. And she was like saying, no, she she was saying she was going to die if I told her. And, you know, that she was, she was like screaming at me. <laughs> then Isaiah was born and then she told him. And because of that, uh, also for a year, we went without a car. I was working at Steve Raymond for like three months because we needed money. Uh, and I was getting paid like $400 a week, which crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my gosh. And under the hot sun for like 50 hours a week. Crazy. Huh? Yeah, learning. 
Learning, right? Learning to take advantage of opportunity because that was, that sucked so bad. Oh my gosh, that sucks so bad. I was like, oh my gosh. And I sell a car and I make $200 or I could do one deal in real estate and make thousands of dollars. This is stupid, <laughs> right? I was like, oh my gosh. Um, uh, and you know, at, at the time, because we didn't have a car, we couldn't get around. I literally walked to Steve Raymond every day, uh, or I took an Uber there and then walked back home, you know, in order to save money. Um, and uh, but after I confront, you know, confronted my mom about that, that ultimately led to her telling my grandma, and that ultimately led. To, I mean, my grandma actually was totally fine about it. Um, my grandma actually gave her life to Christ. My mom and my stepdad and my two brothers, God has assured me that they will come to Christ um, through a dream. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we FaceTime with Janice, me and Isaiah, you know, with my grandma and my, you know, aunt and uncle. So, you know, that led to her actually, you know, buying us a car. So that that's, you know, <laughs> and we don't have a car note. <laughs> yeah, based, by facing our fear of, you know, that. Um, okay. Six, seven, there it is, Jesus. Yeah, so... I just want to stop for a second because before he does his last part with the real estate, because when that was, that was how many it could be hard to face family. And so, you know, we had a conversation about that. And uh, because there was another couple that was he Japanese and she was black or no, he was Chinese and she was black. He was Chinese. She was black. So they came and visited. They might be, joining us too but anyway um they they came to the service and were and so i ended up doing a counseling session with them and and so i told the guy because he was just like my parents are not they're not going to have this and so they they had a invitation for the um, engagement and the parents went behind them and sent a letter to everybody else saying don't support this and so i told him like in Star Wars, I said, Luke Skywalker never got Darth Vader's respect until he faced him. And so I said, you're going to have to face that. And so he jumped in the car with his fiance and drove like, like eight, nine miles, eight, nine hours. He just showed up at his parents' front door with his fiance. Accept her or die. I mean, it was serious. He, that dude went into venom mode. And he showed up and then the parents relented. You know, and so 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 in the same scenario, you know, that was really it, it was a little bit of difficulty. And I share with them, look, you don't have to tell the grandmother about the marriage and the child. You don't have to do that uh, because we are assuming how she might. You know, I don't I don't know if any of you saw it was a particular I think it was called Dragon about the Bruce Lee story and how the mom was very prejudiced towards Bruce Lee. And but when they had the child, it broke the mother. It broke her because of how beautiful the child was. You know, people have all different type of racism. And it's something about, <laughs> yeah. So look at this boy. Something about children. It just breaks it and shows you just how crazy you are. 
And so it was such a blessing because I just want to help you to understand that. Remember what I told you about character development? God hates fear. He hates it. And so him facing the fear of what he had to share when he faced it, what came out of it was a car paid for completely debt free. See, and so what you are afraid to face, what you are afraid to overcome, what you never get a chance to see is the blessing that's on the other side of it. So that's very important. All right, you can go ahead and do the last part now with the dream stuff. Um, so, uh, by the way, the other reason was that, you know, my grandmother is a decamillionaire. And so she was like, I, I don't want her to, like, you know, not give you your inheritance. Um <laughs> Stop. Stop. I forgot about that. No, seriously. I know. I'm, I know we're taking a little bit of extra time, you know, and you, you know, John, never mind. Um, but that was another that was another fear is that the grandmother is very rich. If we need to cut out anything, we can do that. The grandmother was very rich. And so the mother was saying, well, if you tell her this, she might take you out of the inheritance. Y'all see how much fear is involved here? Now, you're already in a situation where you don't have a car. You've made financial mistakes in regards to real estate, and you got a family now. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, I got to get us out of this situation. And now you're being threatened with, being, with losing your inheritance. You know what I'm saying? Y'all see how much fear you got to deal with? And so I told him, I said, you, I said, you have to exercise faith in if she does write you out, God will return sevenfold through the business. Well, she wrote you out. See, and so I'm just trying to help you understand. See, as a church, how many you know, we don't have time. Look, everybody want to be deep, religious, and hide their stuff? Wonderful. But the transparency you all and what we actually go through and to see how the fears we got to face and the stuff we got to walk through and what's on the other side, this is the reason why the church is not experiencing manifestation. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um. Do the Jonathan. Uh, so yeah, we got a car, a new car and, uh, you know, it's a nice car. Um, nice. And I mean, it has over a hundred thousand miles on it. It was a used car, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, it, it actually also, you know, uh, opened the door to new opportunities. I mean, uh, at that time, you know, I was driving Uber and Lyft and, you know, we were able to you know, bring in some income that way and not work at Steve Raymond 50 hours a week under the hot sun. <laughs> that is no joke. I, my sales managers all had sunspots, and they look wrinkly in their 40s. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, and uh, so we started being... Sig- we started being significantly more diligent uh, for multiple reasons, we did not want to get back in that situation again, ever. And then the other reason was that we now had purpose driving us. Um, and uh, I became much more willing. I became willing to be obedient, and I started living righteously. Um, and then uh, we actually came into, well, then we were also doing real estate as well, and uh you know, uh, Janice and I, well, I, I had this dream involving spiders. There was a, a black spider, yellow spider, and a red spider. And uh, uh, so there was an, inter- in the dream, I killed them all all, all, all of the spiders. But then um, 
And then that very day that after that dream, uh, I was filling gas, you know, in my car, and um, and there was a yellow spider on on the the car that very day. So I took my shoe and I killed it in real life, right? And then uh, the very next day, uh, Micah, we were in children's church, and there was uh, uh, Micah called me over. She was like, "Hey, you know, there's a spider. Can you kill it?" And it was a black spider. She's she's back there. <laughs> um, and and so I took my shoe and I killed it. So that, that was the yellow spider and the black spider. But I never saw the red spider at that time. And so uh, then, uh, and I had no under, no idea what the dream meant. Um, and uh, and and then uh, we met this guy in this in the biz- same business that we're involved in, except he was doing it at a much higher level. Um, well, higher level, not much higher level. Um, and you know, he, he literally just created a whole system. He put it together and, uh, he, he basically, um, was making four, uh, $25,000 per deal. Um, uh, the same kind of deals that we were doing where we were making two to five <laughs> and he was making 25,000. Um, and then netting $14,000 a deal and doing four to five of them a month. So he's bringing 56 to 70. Um, and he gave us this great opportunity where he would pay us $3,000 a month um, every month just as like a salary for working 20 hours a week. Uh, and then also gave us a whole bunch of leads to do retail listings, 20 to 30 that a, a week that came out of, uh, you know, the, the leads that they were primarily focused on, and then those were side leads, right, that they could not process. And uh, so we were doing that for a month, and then God hit us with uh, the meaning of the dream. Basically, the Red Spider was the founder of that company who actually brought us on. And so, and basically, the black spider represented um, some. The black and yellow spiders were people that we already dealt with in the past. The red spider, we were actually in the midst of dealing with them. <laughs> and he he actually, um, uh, when God showed us that, he, he told us, break it off. And so the very next day after we knew for sure that God was telling us to break it off, because that's a sweet deal, like <laughs> three grand a month and work 20 hours a week. And then you also get the opportunity to do all of these listing leads, right? And possibly do 10 to 15 listing, you know, close those per, per month. Um, and uh, uh, we broke it off. The very next day when we broke it off, we called him in the morning. No, 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 no. The very next day after we found out, because it was at night, the very next morning we broke it off. I, we, I called him. I said, we're going to break it off. And that very day, we got this, we came into contact with this deal. Because we went hard. We were like, after that, we were like, we know that in obedience to this thing, God is going to absolutely bless us for it. And so we we went literally 16 hours that day, nonstop, just, you know, driving, driving, driving. Like, not with a car, but actually with a car too. But just, you know, going at it, going at it, you know, meeting a whole bunch of people, new people, and, and marketing deals that we already had. And uh, investment deals we had, and uh, we came into contact with this one deal, which, long story short, uh, we found a you know one of our friends who 
you know, he was going to buy it, and he put up five thousand dollars non-refundable earnest money, um, and it was, um, we got the deal, uh, and he was going to pay us ten thousand dollars. Then he he decided, hey, I'm going to back out. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, I said, well, instead of just backing out and losing your five thousand dollars, why don't you just give us the deal? So he then signed another contract with us. So. It was the seller, then the, the middleman, then he became a new middleman, and then we were the end buyer, and now we we're going to find another buyer. I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. I know. Janice, Janice knows I, I have a tendency to sometimes be long-winded. Um, <laughs> so so uh, basically, we could not find a buyer, and... A week before closing, we started just declaring and just building, like knowing that we were going to close this deal to where the day before closing, we got like two extensions. The day before closing, um, like we were like, we're going to close. I, I, we both knew like for sure with no doubt we were going to close the next day. We thought it was going to be this other buyer. Instead, the closing attorney calls us and he's like, hey, so are, are you closing this deal tomorrow? I was like, yes, absolutely. And he was like, well, how do you know that? And obviously I couldn't say, because we have faith. I can't say that. <laughs> no, because, you know, he's, you know, I can't, even to a lot of Christians, you can't say that. Um, and and so I just explained, you know, logically why I believe that we had a great chance of closing. I was like, well, listen, if you can't close the deal tomorrow, I have a guy who will loan you the $147,000 and he doesn't even know you and he doesn't even know the property for you to close tomorrow. I was like, and then after that conversation, he didn't say the last two parts, but he said, I have a guy who could loan you $147,000, no money down to close the deal as long as you resell it. So uh, we did that. Oh, actually, we were like, okay, cool. And then I ended the call. I was like, is this like the enemy? Like, <laughs> is, like we have this buyer and we know he's going to close. So uh, long story short, we got another extension until uh, Tuesday. And we actually closed the deal. Not with that buyer, but with this, this private lender who doesn't, to this day, we don't know him. We haven't even spoken to him, not even texted him or anything. He doesn't know us. He doesn't even know if the property exists, and he loaned us $147,000 to buy it. And he was, a, he was a friend of the closing attorney that we don't even know that well. We just met him, like, not that long ago. We closed a deal. It was titled in our name, and now, and immediately that day we listed it, uh, we got it at 147. We listed it for 190, and went under contract in four days at asking price. So that's 43,000 dollar equity there. Um, and after we split everything, like you know, and the person put up 5,000 dollars immediately, non-refundable earnest money, no due diligence, because it was very competitive. There were multiple people, um, you know, who wanted the deal. Uh, we got offers at 170, 165, you know. Um, that person, so this month, te- about 10 days, well, 14 days ago, we actually got, uh, uh, in contact, well, we found out about another deal and 10 days after that, we closed on it and got paid 10 or $5,000. Um, and you know, we got the check and we cashed it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we got five grand and then, uh, that earnest money, that first buyer there, uh, they, 
will not buy it. So they're forfeiting their $5,000 earnest money, and we're coming to pick up that check um, this coming Tuesday. Um, and, and, the, and then immediately after we, uh, that contract expires on the 11th, which is Monday, we're going under contract with one of our backup offers, and that one will pay us about $10,000 net after we pay everybody. So after everything is all, all is said and done, the original amount that we believed that we were going to get for this one deal was $17,000 net to us. And how it, what turned out was that um, uh, we got, now it's going to be 12000 but then we got 5000 from this other deal that just came seemingly out of nowhere. <laughs> And so it ends, ends up being $17,000. Um, and, uh, and, and that's not, that's not like a whole lot of money, but it's, it's a good deal of money to yeah, be a able, whole lot of money to a lot of people. It's not, it is not a whole lot of money because think about how many months you can go living on that, just paying your bills. It's not a lot of money. And so um, now, you know, we're taking that and we're going to reinvest into our business and we're doing the right thing and we're actually 100% focused and diligent to get to our next goal right okay cool yeah. Ooh, thanks Jonathan amen so it was a lot of detail but this is what's important about that is that um, just two things and then we're done and that is to show you how intricately involved God will get in your business affairs and how he used spiders. How many of you know spiders make us uncomfortable? You know, I got involved a little bit in the interpretation in that because part of the interpretation was, you know, if you don't, if you don't, that, that's a fear thing too. If you don't cut this off, then the reason why he used spiders is because he's saying those business people are going to entangle you into something that it will be difficult to get out of. See, when that's, that's the problem with the church doesn't have dream interpretation. Oh, no, brother, this means that you was watching a arachnophobia last night. You know, no, dude, it's just, you know, they got some crazy reason. No, the Lord used the spiders for a reason to show you you're getting ready to get entangled in a web. And how many know when you watch a fly or someone get in, or something get entangled in a web, it's difficult for that thing to get out. And so, again, see, this is a lesson, too, about Sometimes we have connections to people and the connections to people that you think are good for you are not good for you. And the Lord will tell you, cut their behinds off. Now, guess what? Anybody, when you cut yourself off someone, that someone is, well, why are you cutting it off from me? And what's the problem? I thought we had a business arrangement. I thought we had a deal. I thought we had a relationship. When, you know, this is the deep part. When the Lord tells you to leave someone, he doesn't tell them. He doesn't tell them. He didn't tell them. He tells you. How many you know it would be nice if he told you and he told them? He does not do that. He says, get away from them. And sometimes it's not because they're evil or they're wicked. Sometimes he just recognized y'all don't work well together. The destiny for them is destined is different than yours. And I don't want y'all together because you're going to end up messing each other up. Okay, so in that particular case, though, is that where the Lord has taken Jonathan and Janice is much, much higher than them. And so and so it's amazing because he had to make a decision. I got to cut it off. And the moment he cut it off, the next day, 
the Lord gave him a phone call. You understand what I'm saying? Now, here's the sad part. The sad part is, is that we're just at the beginning of knowing how these things work. Just at the beginning. And so what happens is, is that you start on the bottom floor. And as you, you focus on truth and it, it starts bringing you up level to level, you don't go from zero to truth overnight. You know what I mean? You, you, you come up level to level. That's why he said, I'll take you from glory to glory, glory to glory. And so, and so that's why if you, if we're beginning, and these are just a few, if we're experiencing these type of things now, imagine what it'll be like in a year. Because this, a lot of this is coming from just us walking out the process as I talk the series. What happens when you actually practice it? What happens when I told you God will come through for you when you're acting crazy? How will he come through from you when you learn your lessons and you stop acting crazy? See what I'm saying? And so, so I wanted to just kind of share these things with you because when you see what the Lord is doing in the midst of the congregation members and how there's one, there's one final thing that I'll share with you, you got to have a relationship with God. And I, let me rephrase that because the world says a relationship with God, but, but here's, here's the line of demarcation when it comes to your Christianity. The world, they, ha- they don't have a problem with God. They got a problem with Jesus. You talk about God, nobody has a problem with it. Oh, everybody believes in God. They, you know, you got a few atheists that stay crazy. I read this scripture yesterday. It says the atheist is a complete fool. Okay, he says don't even pay no attention to them. Okay, and so you should see what the rest. It you should read the rest of what it says about the atheist. I was like, ooh, that's a little hard, God, don't you? Okay, but but everybody believes in God. But when you bring up Jesus, that's what makes people uncomfortable. So you have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, which is access to your heavenly Father. Because you heard many things here. You heard about repentance. You heard about living right. You heard about being clean. God is not interested in promoting people that are not clean. He's not interested in promoting people that's not half step, that are half-stepping. And it's not because he's against you. It's not against that, he, it's that he's against you. It's that he knows that if he blesses you while you're half-stepping, you'll always half-step. And that was a valuable lesson, too. Because, and let me tell you something. And this is my last statement for real. Because I'm going to have you stand. Watch, watch, I'm going to prove it. There are some people, let me tell you how dangerous it is. There are some people that if you don't distance yourself from them, God will then distance them from you and it'll be violent. Okay. And so, because there are some of us that not all destinies are important, but there are some of us, particularly at this church, our destinies have to do with masses amount of people. And because of that, the enemy will always be looking to attach people to you you know, that are meant to, to water down what God has for you, they're meant to corrupt it, to sidestep it, to get you to do something stupid, get you to do something dumb like Jonathan was saying, and then it sidetracks your destiny, okay? And so, so and watch this. If you're married, it can be another married couple. If you're single, it can be somebody of the same sex or the opposite sex. It can be a business arrangement. You have to be very, very careful who you connect yourself to. And let me tell you all something. Because most of the people that want to connect themselves to you, not qualified to be connected to you. That's something you got to remember. Okay? You got to be very, very careful. I mean, the Lord has given me so many dreams about you don't need nobody. I want to come preach at your church. For what? So we can listen to some low-down, watered-down foolishness? Most of the individuals that churches are impressed with that would pay them $35,000, $40,000 to come preach don't even preach half of what I preach. Why am I going to pay you to come preach a lower level? 
That's the, I can just write myself a check and get up and preach. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and that's the thing is, you know, it's a bunch of preaching. It's a bunch of whole bunch of stuff, but there's very little impact. And so you don't dig yourself out of this overnight, but how many of you know? We're coming up, and we're coming up, and we're coming up fast. So let's go ahead and stand. I told you. I'm a new man, y'all. I'm telling you. I, didn't, I, I had no idea that the one subject that makes a lot of people uncomfortable, but we the one thing that the Lord would start delivering me from when I preach the truth. Okay. I mean, that, that when, that, when that, that experience came into my bedroom, something sat down on the couch to me and revealed to me, when did we ever tell you a million dollars as a standard of wealth when it comes to the kingdom of God? That broke me in half. That broke me in half. And the Lord was, I mean, the Lord just, just kept preaching. I mean, another thing was when the Lord said, this is going to work for the sinner and the saint, the tither and the non-tither. The difference is when the problems show up, only the tithers will be protected. I ain't got to argue with people. I'm getting mine. Psh, I got much stuff on the way. Y'all about to see me on the cover of everything. See my eyebrows up there like that? Man, I'm not playing. When I tell you, I'm man, I mean, it's, I didn't got, and I've gotten empowered. The Lord then sliced me in half when it come to rebukes. And see, I'm, I know what rebukes mean from God. Rebukes mean you getting ready to go higher. When God get ready, when God starts chastising you, something getting ready to happen. You know, when He bring you to a new season and a new place, it means I got some more stuff for you. I mean, it's and it's no limit to it. Okay, so just remember that 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 God will take you as far as you want to go, because somebody else has a problem. With your stuff doesn't mean that. See, the most important thing for you to remember is my next door neighbor got a problem with my stuff. But the question is, does God have a problem with my stuff? My pastor friend and I were talking about that yesterday. You realize how many people are going to talk about this guy because he got a $250,000 movie theater in his house? The question is, does God have a problem with the man having a $250,000 house in it? Y'all see what I'm saying? She said, no. You don't have a problem with that. Solomon and David approved that. Remember that one lady came and poured that perfume on Jesus? Said it was, an, it was 12 months of wages that were poured on the man. 12 months. We should have sold it and given it to the poor. Jesus said, not. Y'all remember that term years ago? He said, the poor, you're going to always have the poor. And in many cases, because of their own mentality. Okay, you help the poor. If you're rich, you're supposed to help the poor. And it says, you're supposed to help them greatly. But guess what? I, you know, see, let me say this. See, the poor don't get to determine how the rich spend their money. You understand what I'm saying? Because where were you at when that person was struck? See, you see these guys that are millionaires, billionaires, but but where, thank you, where were you at when these dudes were struggling? Do you know what price it means? You got to pay in order to develop and, and to build and, and people don't know that. And when they don't understand your price, they easily want you to just let go of something because they don't know your price. The mentality and the discipline and the backbone. You got to have an iron rod in your back to face stuff in order to build stuff that can bless the masses. The poor don't get to determine how it's dished out. The rich get to determine how it's dished out. And that's straight scripture. We don't get to determine what the Lord does. He determines that. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, so I, I, I have to start sharing these things because the Lord has made it very, very clear. I told them Wednesday night, start to put it on Facebook, that Lionheart Church is quickly becoming a church of millionaires, not confessionaires.
thank you. Yeah, you ain't got time for confessing something for 20 years. All right, go ahead and lift your hands. Father, we thank you. We bless and honor your holy and majestic name, O oh God. Thank you, O oh Father. Glory and honor be unto thee, O oh Lord. Lord, we bless and magnify your holy and majestic name. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for the things that we have heard on today, the things that you are sharing, the things that you are doing, O oh Lord God, in our lives, in our sisters' lives, in our brothers' lives. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for what you are doing in all of our lives. Help us, O oh Lord God, to get rid of the poverty mentality. Help us to get rid of the jealous and envy mentality. Help us, O oh Lord God, to keep our, our mouths closed when we see people who have much more than us, not knowing how they got it or what they are doing with it. Help us to keep our mouths off of people, O oh Lord God, that we know nothing about. For you, O oh Father God, have a plan for every single person that will follow that plan. So we pray, O oh Lord God, that you would speak unto us to chastise us, show us the things that we need to change. We need to get sharper. For you desire, O oh Lord God, us to be a blessed people, blessed in character, blessed in holiness, blessed in favor, blessed in finances, blessed in our body, our health, our mind, our soul, and our spirit, blessed in all of our relationships. But it is a plan. It is a course. It is a particular way. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for working with us. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for increasing us more and more and taking us to higher heights. Blessing your people in these last days, O oh Father God, with riches untold to be able to share it with the masses, to be able to help the poor, to be able to finance, O oh Lord God, works of justice and righteousness, to be able to use our money, O oh Father God, for the kingdom of God's sake knowing that it'll bring a harvest on this side, bring a harvest on the other side, and it'll show the wicked people in this world how the sons and daughters are supposed to live in divine favor forever. So we thank you, O oh Lord God, for doing these things. We bless and honor you for it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. If you believe you receive that, give God thanks and praise for it. Lift up your voice for a moment and thank him that he is doing wonders in your life. Thank you, O oh Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God, hallelujah. We thank you, O Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 